Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Block Talk Radio. This show is brought to you by CoventryCreations.com. I never meant to cause you any sorrow I never meant to cause you any pain Mm -hmm. I only wanted one time for you
welcome to Keep It Magic. It is currently 4.03 p.m. here on the East Coast. That means that it's 1 in the afternoon on the West Coast and every single hour in between. Of course, I'm Storm Sestavani. I am running the switchboard for the next hour and a half, so watch out. Um, it could get a little heavy in here. Um, uh, of course, uh, make sure that you visit our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. Um, to reach Jackie off the air, of course, you can get her at Coventry. And to reach me off the air, of course, go to psychicfriendsnow.com. Um, you can uh, like us on Facebook by going to keepingitmagic.com, that's without a G, or follow us on uh, Twitter at Keep It Magic. And also visit our website at www.keepitmagic.com. If you are looking for candles, that means, you know, things that you like to have a wick, um, and you have problems in your life, whether that those problems be career, romance, money, spiritual cleansing, you need to bring a new dog into your life, just ask Dorothy Morrison about that one. She'll give you the spell to bring a new poodle into your life, um, your soulmate poodle. <laughs> you told me the story about it, so I have to say it. Um, you can check out CoventryCreations.com if you have a problem. We have um, a, a candle uh, for you. Um, so basically check that out. Jackie, so you were like being a fairy this weekend. I was. I just, I just got home. I mean, I literally sat down at my desk Got off the road about an hour ago. So Jackie is a little loopy. Oh, yeah. Um, it so was five hours of driving today, ten hours yesterday. But yes, I was. Um, I was. I wasn't being a fairy. I was inviting the fae in. I was. I was. Um, I was teaching people. Um, doing. I did a ritual, a fairy ritual on finding your fairy ally. Well, you see, I was thinking about that as you were there, and of course, we're going to get into. Uh, Stacey Francis' version of Purple Rain in just a second. But I was thinking about that. I don't need to invite the fairy in. I was born one. So. You were born a fairy. <laughs> well, I was laughing because I'm like, well, shit, it's Pride. It's Ferndale Pride Weekend. I didn't need to go to Martha's Vineyard to find all the fairies. I have them all right in my backyard. Yeah, I mean, you live in Ferndale. I mean, <laughs> I know, and I'm a big supporter of the Ferndale Pride thing. So Yeah, I'm, a big I supporter of the Ferndale fairies. The Ferndale fairies are so unique. Yes, it's it's definitely definitely interesting. Speaking of unique, that version of Purple Rain. Oh yes, I was waving my arm. Um, I was crying a little, just like in the movie. <laughs> Actually, I was. It's funny. I was um uh, while the girls were sleeping, um, I took my daughter and her friend Emily with us. Who they were both amazing. They were just great and a huge help and um. Of course, while they were falling asleep in the back, to keep myself awake, I'd put on different music and sing along and style it in a brand new way. So I was, I was doing some stylings of Purple Rain earlier today. Oh, interesting. The uh, Stacey Francis, of course, was one of the finalists uh, of The X Factor. And oh, okay. what I thought was pretty interesting is that she kind of has, um, you know, where all of those people from, like, American Idol and X Factor will sit around and wait for uh, record contracts um, one of the things about Stacey Francis is that she decided not to, and she decided to do uh, DIY, do it your D, 
do-it-yourself um, uh, uh, recording. And basically what she said is that in this day and age, and I think that this is true for writers, and, I, and uh, it's some of the questions that I have for um, – uh, and I know that you have also for, for Denise in the uh, later in the show um, about um, doing it yourself because I think that a lot of people think that um, doing it in yourself means lower quality. Yeah. Um, I think it's changing. I don't think that you have to sacrifice quality if you're doing it yourself. I think that whole um, self-published um, stigma is is a different. It's a different world. Yeah, it's it's a vastly different world, and you know the. Uh, I think that it's uh, it was a little bit difficult, you know, li- listening to the song. I I loved her when she was on the X Factor. I did watch it, um, and I will be watching it in the fall because Britney is on it. Um, oh, you love So we'll be doing play by play X Factor in the fall because because Britney will be on it. Um, I do. I have to say though, I like the voice the best out of all of them. You do? Mm-hmm. Now you know that Simon Cowell is telling people that don't make it to the X Factor that they should go try out for the voice. Um, I I just like how the um, judges treat the contestants with respect. And they can Simon Cowell can tell anyone to do anything he wants to do, but you know the folks that are that were on the Voice, I love the process. They showed the process mm-hmm. of them getting ready, and it made me think about. And, and granted, um, there's a Voice marathon on while we were all getting getting ready to do our torch songs in, in March. Yeah, we were getting ready that day, so it was it was really inspiring. It was really inspiring. Simon Cowell can say whatever the hell he wants to say. I just thought it was. Um, Watching watching the process was awesome, and I and I again, I liked how the judges worked with each of their team members to bring out the best in them and to challenge them. Um, I just liked it. Yeah. Um, so uh, Stacy was a finalist in the X Factor, and she did when she was a, a, Nicole Scherzinger, which was her coach. She sang Purple, Purple Rain in front of Nicole and Enrique Iglesias. Um, uh, and basically she just blew the house off with the song Well, she decided to record um, She didn't think that the two-minute version that she did on the X Factor Was fully, uh, uh, you know, what it is that she would do So she recorded it and she released it And it's doing well um, On They even have now an independent chart And it's doing very, very well on the independent uh, chart So I'm glad they do because you can't you can't compare, um, like you can't compare the New York Times bestseller list with with different um, specialty genres. Yeah. You can't because there's no way. I, I mean, uh, look at look at um, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. It was a great book. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the way she ended it. I enjoyed the way the next book started. I read all three of them because you know I like a good dirty book. Yeah. And um, I'll admit it. Um, I, I talk about it all the time, but I can't say. That it was that much better. I mean, I've read, I've read different um, books that are considered erotica mm-hmm. that I felt were actually better and more challenging. So, um, so I. But the woman has, and I don't want to, I don't want to diss any writers. It's hard to write. Mm-hmm. It's, to get your story going, to get your story where everybody's in agreement to where the story is gro- going, including your characters. Um, it's not an easy task, so I don't want to diss any of the writers. Um, I think an editor's job is really important to make sure all, all the all the, everything's in agreement in the book. But um, 
Um, but she had great publicity behind her. Her job was PR. Yeah. And so um, the the bigger houses have have bigger muscles if they choose to flex them. One of the things that I do find that I actually appreciate more with do-it-yourself um, uh, artists, and I'm very, very fond of uh, uh, Sean Platt, who does the Yesterday's Gone series, um, which I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's in season three. It was just released um, on Tuesday. You can get the, the first episode from season one for free on Amazon. Um, uh, he really gets out there and has chats for his fans. He has um, he writes the book with David Wright. Both of them are incredible in regards to connecting with their particular art audiences and building up um, their platform in that particular way. And I'm finding, you know, that that particular formula with um, self-publishing actually seems to me to be actually more real. And what I'm what I'm finding with, um, you know, except for you know a few uh, authors like you. Um, a lot of them that write for traditional uh, publishing houses um, seem to, you know, release their book, do a couple of book signings, and then they're gone. Well, okay. So the publishing world has changed. Um, there is no longer the um, budget to do promo. Mm-hmm. There, there's just not the budget to do it. And and not only the, not the budget to do it, but also not the budget to have someone who specializes in PR. So the um, acquisitions editors kind of need to, to to set some of that up for their. So it's a very much a changing roles uh, on in a lot of these um, genres um, for small publishers. Now, small publishers um, versus the the big ones. I mean, you know, granted, we um, you know in the in the uh, metaphysical magical world, there's there's one really big publisher. There's a couple of really big publishers, Llewellyn, Hay House, Baron Company is becoming a bigger publisher, um, Sounds True is becoming a bigger publisher. But again, they're going to take you to the trade shows. Yeah. And if you're not a self, if your book isn't a self-sell, they'll pick one or two titles a year that they think are, the, are going to be the big ones, and they'll push them forward a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but it's up to you as as the author. So if it's up to you, my question is, if it's up to you, um is the only thing you're trading on is their reputation as a publisher, mm-hmm. the, the automatic purchase that happens. And that's not a huge number. Yeah. The automatic purchase that, to the regular bookstores is not as big of a number as it was in the past. So that's my question. And I love Red Wheel Wiser, who's my publisher, and, and Patty and I are working on our next book with them, and so I'm so excited to continue to do that. Um, now, as a, as a writer, what that takes off of my back is getting um, – Getting an editor, a book designer, and the whole thing. I think the other thing that publishers assist with, whether it's the music or or print publishing, is they challenge you on the, your theme of your book. Yeah. I mean, you can go half you can go off half cocked on on some of this stuff, and and um and like go, well, I want to do a book on this, and and it's not ready. There's some things that are missing, or things need to be tweaked. But um, and so a, a good editor will help you with that. But so will if 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 you're um, if you're doing this with a with an open mind with a business mind, you're gonna then assemble your team to say, is this ready? Is there um, anything else we need to do? Um, but 
that I I think is a different world. I agree. And the other thing that I think is a ballsy what Stacey Francis did is that she released an iconic song mm-hmm. by an iconic artist, um, which I think is very very difficult to do. I mean, can you imagine Justin Bieber doing Papa Don't Preach? Oh yeah, not yeah no. Yeah, I, I mean, another iconic song by an iconic artist. I mean, so I think that it was really a, a risk, and I don't even think that Kelly Kelly Osbourne's version of uh, um, Papa Don't Preach lived up to the um, uh, the energy that the original version uh, uh, did. And which, you know, at that particular time in the uh, uh, in in the mid '80s. Um, you know, for somebody to even question whether or not that they were going to get an abortion um, was a big, huge, gigantic issue. And, of course, you know, she decides to keep her baby, but um, uh, despite what her father wants, um, which was controversial as well, but uh, um, to even question the word abortion from a major artist was uh, was unquestionable at that particular point. But I think that it's rather ballsy what Stacey Francis did. I think that she did um, a great job her vocals are stunning um uh, uh which i think is good and it gives me a lot of hope for you know the self-publishing industry in regards to the future and i think that it's going to be a trend that we continue to to see um mm-hmm. so speaking of vaginas <laughs> <laughs> nice, interesting and awkward uh, <laughs> Vaginas. What the hell is going on in Michigan? There's a lot of vaginas in Michigan, and they are um, they are not they are very upset. Um, if you had not been following um, some of the the political stuff going on, there was um, a state senator who um, was talking about how there was a uh, there's of course a panel of men who are deciding um, different laws on health care, on women's health care, on women's rights, etc. And one of the female state senators stood up and said, "Hang on a minute." And she used the word "vagina" in her in her statement, and basically was talking about how how can you make these decisions, um, and you don't even have one. You don't even have uh, you, you don't have a point of reference. And there's enough women in um, in leadership roles, in political leadership roles, yet none of the women are on any of these panels or any of these boards. Um, any of these uh, lawmaking groups to develop the laws. And so she was banned from speaking on the floor, from speaking to um, the Senate for was it four days or four weeks. I can't remember, but it was, you know, it was a decent amount of time. And, I, and of course, all this started happening as I was leaving town. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, it's been such a huge thing. I'm watching different um, Facebook friends from all over the country post pictures of a sign saying vagina or or just putting the word vagina and oh it's just it's crazy people all over the country and even Eve Ensler who wrote the vagina monologue mm-hmm. um she and she also has, actually she has an even better book called um good body um and she uh monday they all stormed the capitol and i have been looking for articles on that now granted i was driving all day yesterday so i wasn't able to follow that up but 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 Rowan, yeah. Rowan Pendragon in the chat room is saying the vagina cupcakes were a bit much. <laughs> so I just love how, I mean, I love how, you know, Julie said this perfectly, um, 
Julie Deskin said this perfectly in the chat room. She goes, well, well, what word are they supposed to use? And I agree. I agree. I mean, what are you supposed to say? You're vajayjay? Are you supposed to say, you know, your your cookie, your peach? You know what? Well, if she would have used one of the c words, she would have killed the, off the whole Senate. They, yeah, they made it all <laughs> but it's, it's that it's that old boys network that that I don't. It, and this is this is what boggles my mind. And, and astrologically, I don't know if it, if it has an influence, but it's like we're backsliding. I think that it has a lot to do with Uranus and, and, and Pluto, which we talked about at length in our Summer of Astrology um, uh, show that we did, uh, you know, which is, you know, in order, oftentimes in order for change and progressive action to occur, things have to get to the point where um, uh, they're just so shocking and in your face. And one of the things that I find humorous and probably ironic in regards to all of this um, uh, is that uh, you know the, most of these men are the same men that are running around stating that a woman making the choice for her son to be circumcised is mutilation. I, don't um, know if I, I wonder if they're the same men because those are the men who um, are not necessarily even involved in in the gestation and birth of their child. So I don't know if they would say the same thing. It's just a weird, you know, the um, a weird, you know, thought process. Um, uh, my feeling is is that, you know, if um, a woman is going to use the word, I would prefer that she uses the word um, vagina. Um, uh uh, it's you know, the just, correct clinical term. You know, just just like um, you know, I would prefer that men use the word penis. Um, uh, you know, because if he used the c word on the floor of the house again, he would probably you know incinerate the entire uh, house. Yeah, either either c word. Either c word. You know, <laughs> four letters. <laughs> it's a four letter c word. They're both four letters. Right? Yeah, and they're both four letters. You know, and they go uh, together. Wow. I mean, in my <laughs> You know, it's like cupcake frosting. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> Not in my world. Like <laughs> I'm horrified. <laughs> yeah. But 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 it is pretty interesting, and I think that one of the one of the the changes, of course, you know, Uranus is in the sign of Aries, which has a lot to do with um, um, with the self, um, and has a lot to do with going out into the world and getting, you know, what it is that you want and having the um, stamina to be able to do it. So with Uranus being in this very self-focused sign, it's, we're going to see these things that are, that are going to shake things up and rattle them a bit and really begin to get us to question what all of that is. Unfortunately, I think that oftentimes, and I think that this may be either human nature or the fact that we don't like change for the most part, but I think that, um, you know, it takes a while, especially for these big, huge collective planets to work, I think that we often have to see the worst, Jackie, um, before we can begin to see um, uh, the benefits of it. Okay. Okay, I, I can see that. I but I and I that's kind of how it happens. Even you know, back in the '60s with the with the riots and stuff, you had to see it go really bad. To well, see. that was the conjunction of Uranus and Pluto. This is the first square of that particular um, of that particular aspect. The other thing, you know, I was talking to um, 
some astrology friends, and uh, uh, they were talking about the economy and, you know, the lack of jobs and all this other stuff, and that Pluto can be a little bit draconic um, uh, to an extent. And, you know, the last time that, that Pluto was in square to Uranus was in the 30s. Um, and it was the beginning of fascism, um, and it was the beginning of, you know, but at the same time that there was the food rationing and all of this other stuff. Um, uh, so basically, it did lead towards things like Social Security and uh, other, you know, positive elements at the end of the day. Then we had so, the conjunction so con- in the 60s. Conjunct is when they're they're Together. positively affected, affecting each other? No. No. They don't have to be. Um, you have a masculine and a feminine planet together. Uranus is masculine. Pluto is feminine. Um, uh, so when you have uh, when you have them conjoined, okay, it, a, a conjunction means that these two planets are wedded together. Um, a square means that these two planets are fighting each other. Okay. Okay, and opposition means that they're really fighting each other. Um, uh, uh, so it is, uh, it, it is very, very interesting. And I think that, you know, th- they were talking about the economy with this, uh, uh, with this uh, Uranus-Pluto. And I think, you know, in order for real change to occur, that probably that the bottom is going to have to fall out of the barrel. Um, and because you know, as long as they put band-aids on it, and as long as they do, in many ways, all of these um, uh, you know fiscal repair jobs and uh, all this other stuff, and not letting Wall Street crash in many ways, um, uh, I think that you know things are not going to change. Sooner or later, it will. Pluto will just root that up, and you know, uh, there's not much that that's going to be able to be to be done in the particular process. But so it's, it's just that things aren't, aren't aren't able to be hidden anymore. It's just yeah. going to be continuous. The you know when it's conjunct it it just um, there was some changing and stu- changing and healing going on and now it's just pulling up everything. That well, I think right. for people to wake up, I think that it needs to affect massive people. And even though the unemployment right now is still, I think it's like eight point five percent. But uh, even though that it is eight point five percent, that's not twenty percent. That's not twenty five percent. And you know, certain figures need to get to a certain threshold where they're actually affecting people. I think for people to wake up and and, and demand that particular change. And I think that that's where Uranus comes in, because Uranus will rebel against everything that Pluto um, uh, uh, is doing. And and Uranus is in the sign of May. What about me? What about me? Um, uh, which is why you have Occupy Wall Street, which is why you have the whole um, situation that went on in Egypt. It's why you had the situation in Wisconsin. Interestingly enough, they um, did not recall their governor. I found fascinating. Um, uh, and, and it's also why um, uh, this presidential election is going to be interesting. Um, but uh, I, th- I think that that particular change is um, definitely uh, going to come sooner or later. Speaking of change, we're going to change it up a little bit on the other side of the break. We're going to be bringing um, Denise Alvardo um, on with, uh, with Jackie and I, and Jackie is going to be doing that interview. Um, Jackie, there. Oh, one thing that I found is you know that I have a hard time finding music that is both you and I. Yes. Um, you know, you like weird music. Yes, I do. Um, you know, usually this torch. It's not weird to me. Lyrical. Um, excuse me, I'm running the board. It's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pushy, pushy. <laughs> 
you know, you like to use extreme lyrical songs. You know, you like the songs that are back in the day, the torch songs and all this other stuff. Well, I think I found something that weds both of us together. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Um, uh, make sure that you go and you visit our uh, website, keepitmagic.com, and visit our sponsor at Coventry Creation. We'll be back on the other side. Here's Tony Braxton. Isn't here thinking of you with a candle and I
Welcome back to Keep It Magic. Uh, our sponsor, of course, is CoventryCreations.com, so make sure that you cruise over and check that out. Um, I do have to make an apology to Denise Alvarado. Not uh, Denise Alvarado. Denise Alvarado. Um, uh, I butchered her name, so uh, I apologize. Uh, hopefully she too. forgives me and does not curse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to have to get out the reversible candle. <laughs> um, uh, so hopefully she doesn't curse me for uh, butchering her name. Um, Jackie, talk to me about this woman. Denise is um, just a, a, a powerhouse, just a powerhouse, and, and, a, and a hoodoo firestorm, shall we say. Um, I came across her when I discovered the Hoodoo Conjure and Quarterly, which she started putting out, I believe, last year. And then I discovered that Dorothy had had done some writing for that as well. And um, I'm just fascinated by how many books she self-published and with the Hoodoo and Conjure and Quarterly, which is now she realized was a little bit more than, than a girl could do. So she she turned it into the Hoodoo Almanac. Um, and I just got my copy of the 2012 Almanac. And oh, it's just it's just every time I open up another page, there's another like, oh, I didn't know that. So... Um, just um, a, a font of information, um, and I was just looking at her Planet Voodoo page, and she has um, a workshop coming up in July for Blackhawks, and she's studied that as well. So, um, you know, I, I don't even know all of her credentials. I'm just, I just have a hoodoo crush on her, really. Oh. <laughs> and and um, she has a new book out by Wiser as well. So she's self-published, and she's published by Wiser, and I'm just really excited to see. Some another person with that amount of knowledge and that amount of dedication for the conjure world, um, who's who's presenting it in a way that um, that we can all approach. Mm-hmm. So that's and I, and so I asked her on the show because I just really like I really like what she has to say, well, and that's, that's really and you and I both yeah. come from that place of is this good knowledge? Have you done your research? And are you presenting it in a way that we can all handle? That's that's it. That's my criteria. Yeah. So I'm really excited to have her on our show. Yeah, it's really it's it's really important for me to be, to have people that can speak in a language that's not too um, uh, uh, esoteric or too um, uh, not applicable for the layman basically to be able to understand. Uh, and, and so she's bringing she's bringing a lot of this together. So I'm very yeah. excited about that. Right, let's bring her on. All right, hey Denise, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? Going well. Don't curse me. <laughs> <laughs> you are so funny. <laughs> well, thank, well, that's a common mistake. So, People do that all the time. No problem. It's, it's an extra A that throws y'all off. That threw me <laughs> off. I kept every time I was typing your name up because I I typed it up right, put it my spell check so I wouldn't mess it up, and then I would keep typing it without the, with missing one of these, one or the other. So right. you have a couple to spare. But welcome to the show, and I'm really excited to have you here. And I, I really I respect your work quite a bit, and I have several of your self-published books, which I, I grabbed before um, before I even started interacting with you on Facebook or, or in, in your, uh, on your website. So, and that's why I started interacting awesome. with you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. This is great. You have you have a lot you have a, a a powerful background here. You have a lot of things that you bring to the table um in the magical world and the hoodoo world and the conjure world. 
I can't even begin to introduce you correctly. Tell us a little bit about um, all of your pieces and parts that brings you here to today, um, all the things that you've studied. Well, I don't think we'd have enough time for that, actually. <laughs> you've done a really good you've done a really good job of just kind of saying, you know, who I am and, and whatnot. I you know, I grew up in New Orleans, um, started on my uh, really was born into the past. Um, you know, my earliest memory was when I was about five or six. Um, well my first formal my first memory of a formal like lesson I should say in working with spirits was with my aunt when I was about five or six. So, yeah, it goes way back for me. It's just it's as far as I can remember. Um, and then, you know, just uh, I've been I've done a lot of Native American stuff. You know, especially when, as I got older, um, kind of exploring the, that part of my roots. Um, mm-hmm. Been through a lot of ceremonies and and whatnot. Um, and then, of course, I've gone to school, so I've got the academic background as well. That's which I think. I'm really I'm really impressed with because that's a huge it's a huge financial dedication and time dedication um to add to the practical I don't often find both in in uh-huh. one person like you you become so academic that um you forget to apply it or or you're such in the application you forget to go go deeper but you have both Yes, and it's it's been uh, it, it's kind of tricky to balance the two. Is you know I try to actually I try to keep it separate in terms of you know my my uh, academic associates. I don't talk about my my hoodoo stuff, um, but I've I've kind of come more to to bringing it more together. I guess um, recently in the past year or two, more public with it. I guess with the combining the two. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, I was told, you know, quite some time ago um, by one of my mentors that, you know, indigenous people have been without a voice for so long and that um, I was somebody who could could do this, you know, um, uh, the academic thing and that I should do that to help bring a voice to people who don't have one. So, it, it you know, it, my my pursuit of... My education has been really a, a personal, not just, you know, wanting to excel professionally or whatever and have more opportunities, and that's all great, you know, a great byproduct of having a good education, but, you know, it really goes deeper than that for me. Um, and it really is about, you know, giving a voice to people who haven't had one and also taking the narrative back from people who are non-Indigenous who have defined the traditions for Indigenous people. Right. And that's, that's a risk we have when we lose, um, when we lose the, the tradition. And I yeah. know I'm, I, I'm not a my, – my majority of my DNA is not Indigenous, and mm-hmm. um, just a little bit is. But but it's something that that drives me as well, and and I want to learn more and more. But so much is hidden, so I get excited when I meet someone like you, who's just so openly sharing all this stuff, because so many so many folks are not. It becomes a little, um, well, any subculture, any smaller culture, there's going to be like the the quote unquote wars or the my my stuff is better <laughs> right. than your stuff, and and right. um, there's going to be those personality clashes, but. I really respect how you just keep rolling. You just keep well, sharing you. and rolling yeah. and doing doing all your stuff. Now you have 
how many books that you've self-published? You know, it's it's a sad thing, but I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I haven't counted. Uh, I guess I don't know. Um, eight, to count, ten, I don't know. Those are the numbers I was going with. I can't can't remember if I counted eight or ten. And I Something do. Like that. Um, um, and you have like great books, like you have the Papa Legba book, um, the Elagua book, and and there's so much um, random bits of information, and you've just created the the Eshu path um, mm-hmm. for folks who who understand that he calls a lot of people. So I love I love that you have all that information. You know, he's the the man at the crossroads, dark rider. He's in Santeria. He's in Voodoo. He's in Hoodoo. He's in Conjure. He's everywhere, right. so I, I I do have right. that one. And I enjoy that quite a bit, and um, and you you know, and and that's something that that um, has been part of my path. So I was really interested to read, and I'm like, okay, she's good, she's right on. I'm liking it. I actually wrote um, that book as a document um, to go with the the Etu doll that I sell, altar doll oh. that I sell, because a lot of people were asking me, well, you know, they they like they were drawn to the doll, but they didn't know a lot about him or know how to work with him and that kind of thing. So I kind of, you know, put that book together. And so when I sell the doll, the person gets the, the book as well. And then it just started, people just started wanting to buy the book. So I started then just selling you, the book. I love it because that's actually sometimes that's our best work, I think, is when, when we, we hit on a nerve and people want more. Mm-hmm. They want to learn more. Mm-hmm. And you have, like, right. I love the, the Hooter and Conjure Quarterly, the two that, that I have, the two that you put out, you really knocked it out of the park with quality, intensity, beauty, and that was a huge undertaking. Um, yes, it, it know, was. It was a and, very and big undertaking. Now, and now you've you've changed up the format to the Hoodoo Almanac, which I love. No, and it's, it's, no that's not what I've no, done. You did. Let me just okay. clarify well, that. Correct yeah. me on it. The Hoodoo, the Hoodoo Almanac is actually Hoodoo and Conjure's Hoodoo Almanac 2012. So we're going to do that every year as part of Hoodoo and Conjure magazine. I now call it Hoodoo and Conjure magazine instead of Hoodoo, Hoodoo and Conjure quarterly because okay. I couldn't get out the four issues a year. So <laughs> so people oh, okay. subscribe to getting their four issues over about two years' period of time. Um, but, okay. yeah, the, the Almanac is part of – is going to be one of those publications for this year, anyway. And I've okay, got another so uh, volume three is coming out shortly. But it's like I said, it's we've I've reorganized. There's you know um, we've lost some people and retained some people, and um, so it's now just you know Hoodoo and Conjure magazine. I, I well, thank you for correcting me on that because I yeah. um, I love both of them because I was I was kind, I was kind of bummed because I love the. Um, <laughs> The visuals in the Hoodoo and Conjure magazine. I love the uh-huh. the, the bright. It just, it's slick. It's gorgeous. And then Thank the Hoodoo you. Almanac is so. I mean, every page you open up, it has a, yes. it has a chock full of information. And I'm yes, I love and how much Black, great project. I love how much Blackhawk is in here because he 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 is another one who will tap who taps people on the shoulder. Uh-huh. And and he says, "Come on." <laughs> right. Come on. You we got some work to do. And then you then you turn around and go, Okay, who are you? And 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 what's going on? <laughs> right. He's 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 a good one for that too. And you you also have Planet Voodoo. Now tell me a little bit more about your website, Planet Voodoo. 
Um, Planet Voodoo actually was my secondary, kind of my just pet project, um, second to Mystic Voodoo, which was my main website for a long time. Um, and then Planet Voodoo, my, my whole goal to begin with was just to focus on voodoo dolls, right? Just altar dolls, mm-hmm. voodoo dolls, magic dolls, fetishes, things like that, and specialize in that. And, you know, I didn't really expect too many people to be attracted to that, but it turns out that actually this my website just blowing it out of the water. I mean, it's just, it's it's grown so much, um, became much bigger than Mystic Voodoo. And um, so Mystic Voodoo now is just kind of my <laughs> my side project where I just do my writings and my art there. Um, and I now do all my, you know, uh, I've expanded Planet Voodoo to include, mm-hmm. you know, all my Voodoo um, conjure products as well, oils and powders and all the curios and whatnot. Um, I had now, to do it all, all in one place. Is this all also where um, one can find um, the classes that you teach? Um, there's links to it there. Um, okay. Where they can find the classes is at Crossroads University, crossroadsuniversity.com. That's a so separate this website. You, you, this is you full-time now. You get to be magic uh, 24-7. Oh yeah, it's been like that for a while. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. I, is there well, something and, like and I it? started doing this really because I was trying to pay my way through grad school. You talked about the financial burden <laughs> <laughs> that you go through for getting an advanced degree is ridiculous. You know, um, it's like a it's like a a mortgage right. payment. You know, um, or more. So, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, absolutely. And so you know, I, I had run out of all my you know. Um, grants and scholarships and <laughs> and all of that stuff that that you know that I could get to help pay for it and uh, so I started selling um, my dolls. I did I threw a couple on eBay and then it kind of took off from there. And now it's what I do all the time. It's it's amazing how when you when you throw it out there when you start doing those things when you start living the life you're supposed to live. How mm-hmm. it just it just sucks you right in because I didn't twenty years ago I didn't start out m- doing magic full time it was literally right. to make money to go to school right um, that's when I started Coventry and then I didn't go because I got busy but um, so one of these so I, I of course you know I respect you greatly for having had the opportunity to go <laughs> um, it's one yeah. of the things I've always wanted to do too so it's really exciting to see to see all this come together now I. I'm looking at the Wiser Voodoo Hoodoo Spellbook. Yes. And this is um, considered uh, New Orleans Creole Voodoo tradition. Right. So so tell us a little bit about how uh, some of the difference between like this and, and some of your other work. Well, uh, the Voodoo Hoodoo Spellbook really is just all about um, – you know, my understanding, my experience uh, growing up in New Orleans and learning uh, voodoo and hoodoo um, there. And so there really hasn't been anything written about it. And, uh, you know, my other books, I've got a couple of books about voodoo dolls. I've got Voodoo Dolls and Magic and Ritual and then the Voodoo Doll Spell Book. But I include other traditions in there as well. Um, you know, my other books have other traditions mixed in. This Revision, because this is the revision. This is the second edition. Well, it's not called second edition, but when I 
been, you know, uh, started out with Wiser, it was great because I was able to actually write the book, rewrite the book the way I really wanted it to be. And you don't always get a chance to do that. You know, <laughs> when I first wrote right. the book, you know, um, it was in response to all the questions I got at my re- my website. You know, how do I do this? How do I do that? What is this? What mm-hmm. is that? And I had so many emails, like, every day. So I'm just going to write this down and then just put it out there. And um, But, you know, there was a lot of things that I, that I you know, would, would do different because that was, you know, several years ago. And now, so I had that opportunity with Wiser to, re- to rewrite the book and really make it the book that I, um, uh, you know, that I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, it's 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 focuses basically on, you know, Creole voodoo. Um do you find that it, well cuz I I know some different um mambos and they went through the the voodoo initiation um in the African traditional religion. Do you feel that the Creole voodoo is similar in that was there in a whole initiation process that you went through with that? No, no, it's it's there. There is no formal initiation in New Orleans voodoo um, per se. The initiations that are um, that people get, who are also New Orleans voodoo practitioners, they get their initiations in in related traditions like Santeria or um, Haitian voodoo, um, Palo, those kinds of things. Um, okay. Yeah, my my initiation is not in African tradition. I just grew up in the tradition, but mine is in Native American, um, Lakota and Cherokee. I went through several rites of passage. Wow. Okay. So that I was think yeah. I was finding that I love that you said that too because I was finding that in the people that I meet around the country that there was that difference between say this this Creole voodoo, which is what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just part of who you are. It's part of your blood. And then the more initiated Haitian voodoo and and the Santerian, where where now you become initiated into the priesthood of that religion, and right. um, which is beautiful, is absolutely beautiful. And you know, I love how you're you're teaching people about just um, bringing this into your life versus um, having to become the clergy. Right, there seems to be a trend about that, and people really misunderstand, uh, you know, from what I observe online. You know, most people who are voodooists, either, you know, Haitian voodoo or, or New Orleans voodoo, are not initiated, and they're just simply not. There's a minority of people are. Now, there's there's this status thing going on online where, you know, it's, it's there's people getting initiated who have no idea really had no background or understanding of the, of the tradition at all. To me, it's scary how many people are just jumping on the bandwagon. You know, uh-huh. I mean, it took me it took me a long time after I had been called and after I was told by my teacher to conduct my first sweat lodge. You know, I mean, I had to go through, um, you know, sun dance, humblecha. I had to go through some serious different, you know, ceremonies mm-hmm. to, to get to the... Uh, Point where I had the privilege to pour the water in that ceremony, you know. Um, right. And, you know, I was um, told I didn't even have to go through all of it um, because I was told to start sooner. There was a need. Um, there wasn't a medicine person to help the children in, in New Mexico where I was working at the time. And my mm-hmm. teacher told me, you know, you know what to do, go out and do it. And so <laughs> I was like, but, but, but. <laughs> I'm not ready, right. but, but, 
you know. Right. Um, and it, I find that for a lot of people who are really seriously, you know, in, involved in, you know, clergy or, you know, priesthood or some kind of, you know, higher level um, medicine, um, have similar stories. You know, it's not like we just jump right in, we're all eager about it. It just, you know, you're called, you, you put in your dues, and it happens because it's supposed to happen. Right, right. Not because and you I, manipulate it to happen. You're called to it. It just, it just I'm sorry, right. sometimes it just shows up on your doorstep, taps you on the shoulder and says, come on, let's go, we got some work to do. Right, it's exactly, right. It's exactly the way it happens. I know um, I, um, my godparents within the Santorian tradition kept forgetting that I wasn't initiated. I mean, they, not that, mm. like, oh, oh yeah, you can't do that, you're not initiated, just because you get, um, you're, you get into the vibe of it. You just, you vibrate right. with it. It's just just right. what, what you're all about. And I was um, of the ilk of I wasn't... If I go into something and get initiated and become part of the priesthood, this is a serious commitment. Right. Um, this is a super serious commitment for me. So I wasn't sure that's what I wanted to do yet, so I hung back. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sometimes right. it's really nice not being in charge. It really is. <laughs> very rarely. You know? Very rarely in my life am I not in charge. So so that was... That's, it, so it, I, I love it really the is. difference. Now, did you find that that you know you have you're like the mistress of self-publishing as far as this stuff goes? You're really an expert at this, and then you have the book that came through Wiser. How was that writing experience? How was that experience for you different? Well, it was different because I'm also an editor. You know, I'm also you know an artist. Um, so I do everything in my books. Um, mm-hmm. I've worked as a professional artist for years in New Orleans. Um, in addition to being a musician. That's how I made my living. Uh, so I have that background. Um, and then I, you know, was uh, an editor for an academic journal um, when I was uh, in school. And um, so I have, you know, I had that background to do that. So I had to relinquish control, <laughs> you know, to to um, and, just, and just write. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. have the final say on the artwork. I didn't have the final say on, you know, how things were laid out. None of that. I had to just kind of trust in their, um, you know, that they know what they're doing. Obviously they do. (laughs) They've been doing it a lot longer than I have. So um, we had, we had our back and forth about the cover, but um, eventually we got one that, that we agreed on. and, And so that was cool that they worked with me on that. Yep. Yep. It's, um, it is a it is an exercise in giving up some of the control. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know for myself, it was the same thing with Coventry Magic going back and forth on. But they one of the things I like about Wiser is they don't question the expert. No, they, they really they, don't. They say write what you're going to write. Mm-hmm. Write what you're going to write, and and um, write write what you're great at writing, and and right. they let you do that. Right. Um, and that and that has that's a blessing with them. So it was it's kind of fun just to let somebody else see what somebody else comes up with and just have that additional source of of um, promotion. Right. Now I don't know if you went through. You probably did. Probably most writers do. But the thing that really got me that was different is that since I am the editor of my books, I do all the editing. I do all the final editing, and so it takes me a while. You know. 
um, because you know mm-hmm. you can you can be blind to your own mistakes. That's why it's really mm-hmm. good to have an outside editor do <laughs> do editing and things that you write because they can see things differently, right? And so the back and forth of the manuscript was just killing me. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, they'd send it back, you know, is this really what you want here or, you know, in the 60s or whatever, and then I'd get it back. I'm like, oh, man, that's not what I wanted to say. And, I, oh, I want to say more here, you know. And so it took mm-hmm. us quite a few back and forth, um to finally get the final manuscript, uh, but that was killing me. That was killing me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and I'm grateful uh, for it. I'm grateful for it. You know. And it's authentic. I can hear your voice when I read the read your book, and you have uh, both of your all of your books are chock full of information that that's that spreads the game. And of course, you have the loa in here, but you also have a lot of saints. And yes. Yes. Um, that's I, I thank you for that. Thank you for the information on some of the saints and working with them magically. Again, this is something yeah. that I've personally have had to intuit. Um so right, say, right. You're you're tapping me on the shoulder saying, I want to help you with this, so how do I work with you? And um right. you dig you can dig through the internet and see what's going on there or you can find books. But I really appreciate the amount of work you have there. Now do you, you do a lot of work with the saints, correct? Yes, well, you know, it, that's a hallmark of Creole voodoo is Catholicism, elements of Catholicism. I was, you know, I was uh, raised Catholic, confirmed and did all that, did all, the whole nine yards with Catholicism. Hated it the whole time when I was a kid. But I, now I can still recite a whole mass. I know all the prayers, you know. Now right. I can really appreciate it differently as an adult. But when I was growing up and going through it, I hated going to catechism. I hated having to go to church. You know, I mean, oh, but we were, you know, I'm Hispanic as well as Creole. I mean, I have Hispanic blood, so and my father, you know, I get that from my father's side. So, you know, you, you got to be good Catholics. <laughs> you go to you go to Catholic church. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. yeah, it's it's interesting how um, if you get into the Catholic mysticism, how much do they use the saints as well? Oh, yes. Um, but you got to get with the, the the old Polish ladies or the folks that have been around a long time. The newer folks, the new the new Catholics don't do it. Mm-hmm. They, they don't use the saints the same way. It's really fascinating. Speaking of yeah. saints, we have to take a break, ladies. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's just something we do. <laughs> Um, cruise on over to planetvoodoo.com, of course, you know, and check out Denise's um, website. And, of course, uh, check out our website at www.keepitmagic.com. We'll be back in a flash. Here's the new song by Madonna.
that you turn up the radio for the rest of uh, the show, which is going to be about 30 more minutes. It's 5.02 here on the East Coast. That means that it's uh, 2.02 on the West Coast um, in California and Washington, Oregon, whatever you all do out there on the left coast. We don't know. We're on the East Coast. <laughs> Where the hell did you go with that? Okay. I don't know, but I was going somewhere. Right. Um, <laughs> I was just wanting people to turn up the radio for the rest of the uh, the interview with uh, with Denise. Um, let's bring Denise back on the air, Jackie, because I know you have a few more questions for her. And Denise, you're back with us. <laughs> now, Denise, I have a question for you. Of course, the big yeah. thing that that's on everybody's mind is is jobs and personal prosperity all that and love but um you know once you have a job you can get love easier but anyway (laughs) what saints would you call upon or what what would you add within your new orleans style voodoo to to start doing some new job magic oh well for me i always work with ogun uh, Joe Ferre, we call him in New, in New Orleans. Um, he what always. Him, what would you call him in New Orleans? Joe Ferre. Joe Ferre, okay. Joe Ferre. Mhm. Um, okay. Yeah, he 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 never fails in helping people get a job. Never. One hundred percent of the time, I've ever told anybody to work with him, and they did it. You know, <laughs> the way I you know the the way I, I tell them to. So they do it correctly. They always end up with not only one job, but they usually have um, a choice of jobs. He's just phenomenal for that. I mean, I just can't, you know, say enough about working with that particular law. Um, so, how, what would they do? How how would you advise initially? Well, I teach them how to set up an altar, and then, you know, how you know the different offerings and things like that, and it's. Um, and then how to how to talk to him, and how to develop a relationship with him because that's the most important thing with any spirit, any saint, you know that you work with is um, developing that relationship. And I think a lot of people want to just kind of skip over that part because you know we're in that uh, instant gratification mode society, mm-hmm. you know where you know we want what we want, we want it now, don't want to put the work in, but. You know, and I, I just try to really stress to people that you really need to, you know, develop a relationship with these spirits because, you know, that's when you can have the best results. Agreed. That's you know, you can't. I, I I'm with you on that. I think that's one of the things that's missing, is um, and that's my my next thing that I'm going teaching is how to develop the relationship with the spirit, and uh-huh. um, you do your initial research on what do they like, and then uh-huh. you build that communication with them. You are just, right. um, and once you start doing that, they're going to tell you what they want. Right. You just have to make that commitment to start and then to do it regularly, you know, regularly speak to them, regularly think of them, you know, regularly. I can't go shopping without, you know, seeing something that one of the spirits I work with wants. <laughs> you know, it's like, yep. you know, whether it's a nice big pumpkin for Oshun or it's, you know, some kind of cool little toy for Legba, you know. Um, <laughs> they can they can certainly chatter a lot, but, um, you know, but that's part of it. Just, you know, and being prepared, you know, having pennies on 
on me. You know, so when I go to, you know, a cemetery, I, I have my nine pennies. Oh, yeah, you know. Or if I go through mm-hmm. a crossroads, I've got three of them for life. But, you know, just so yep. so that you incorporate, you know, working with them, they become part of your life. You know, it's not just some place you visit every and now and again. You, you it's, it's the, they become family. They become part of your life. It's true. It's very true. Even this morning, I I saw you post um, something about Santa Muerte. Right. And, and when she again, she, when she taps you on your shoulder, <laughs> she's one. Right. You don't step into that world without deciding you're you're really going to commit to her. Well, um, exactly. And she doesn't really tap either. <laughs> to my experience, that no. she gets in your face. You know, I mean, that's how it was for me. You know, and um, I guess if, if you know, if you weren't used to working with a lot of spirits, it could be quite scary. Um, mm-hmm. But she doesn't. She doesn't. You know, scare me. She's just very a very strong spirit. Um, and it's something I've been wondering for a while. You know, whether or not I should pursue. Working with her more or not, but now I know I'm I'm supposed to because, well, she got in my face. So, she did that with with me too. She got did in she my really? face. She got in my face. Um, it's when mm-hmm. um, uh, Emily, a friend of mine, Emily, was going to come and do a little class about her, and I wanted to make some oil for her before the class, et cetera. And every time I do, she was in my face saying, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" And, ah. uh, because I I didn't have exactly what she wanted, so she's. She was, it was really interfering. And then right after the class, um, I wanted, I went down to Mexican Village to get some pastries for my um, altar, for my Day of the Dead altar. And there she was, her statue right there, you know, just really in my face. And uh-huh. I, I knew her statue was over there, and I avoided that part of the store. And the person I was shopping with literally dragged me over there and saying, "Look what I found for you!" Right, right, right. <laughs> and and I brought her into the store. I was going to bring her into my office, and um, but I brought her into the store for Day of the Dead, and she didn't want to leave. And then she wasn't necessarily interested in me so much anymore. There was somebody right, who works right. for me that she kept every time he went by her altar, um, her booze would spill on him. Really? Every time, three times in a row. And I go, well, you, you got to pay attention now, honey. <laughs> right. Because I'm right. going home smelling like booze. What's... <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's one that um, when she, when it's important, and you better listen too, because it, it's, it's like um, it's a relationship that you would build with them as you would build with anybody. Oh, she was like for me, and this this dream that I had this late was last night was the latest, and that's why I posted that today because she was like um, a, some a very intent like grandma or 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 somebody a teacher who was like right in your face saying, okay, this is exactly what I want you to do, and this is how you do it, with her finger up at me and everything. This is exactly, I mean, giving me specific. Mm-hmm. This, you know, information about what she wants from me. And mm-hmm. you know I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm so pissed. I oh, wow, that's it. funny. I, but, you know, yeah, although, it's like any kind of dream like that. It's going to come when it's supposed to. It's, like, it's not like the knowledge isn't there. It's just I don't remember it right now. I'm going to meditate on it, and I'm sure 
when I need it, if I'm supposed to have it, which apparently I am, it will come. Mm-hmm. So, Santa, yeah. Santa Muerte is um, it scares the pants off of some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know mm-hmm. I I um I've seen her st- when I do readings for people. Sometimes I see her standing behind the person, and I'll say, "Have you done work with Santa Muerte?" And and one time I said this to this one gentleman. He goes, "Oh no!" And he crosses himself. I would never do work with her. And blah 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 blah. And I said, "Well, you know, she's already with you." And then we then we right. get into the conversation, and and this has been a secret. Um. So that's happened a couple of times in, in doing readings, um, and, and she's not scary. She's not. She's not. Um, she just doesn't du- judge. And sometimes right. she'll give you exactly what you want as a mm-hmm. lesson. Right. Right. You want this? Here's your lesson with it. And your life is in right. chaos. Well, and she's kind of getting a bad rap because more and more criminal types are, are you know, um, aligning with her. Uh, they're mm-hmm. finding, you know, a lot of her paraphernalia, you know, associated with different, you know, serious crimes, murders, and things like that. And drug traffickers are picking her up along with, you know, Jose Malverde. And, you know, mm-hmm. so she's getting that uh, that reputation, Um because of course that's what the media is going to pick up on, and that's what the media is going to amplify. They're not going to amplify yeah, did, the, the everyday family who goes and you know does their daily devotionals to her, you know, to help them, you know, have food on the table or help them grieve of the loss of a loved one, or you know. That, and that's and not they did the same thing, but they did the same thing with voodoo. They did the same thing mm-hmm. with Santeria. They did the same right. thing with witchcraft. They did the same thing with a lot of Native American stuff too. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, that was the first one, really. Um, so right. the, the Santa Morte is just, and they they did that with. I was just watching um, scary stuff on Day of the Dead, and I'm like, really? This is the most <laughs> unscary thing in the world. Yeah. Right. Right. And and, and there's you know the um, well, although it's not necessarily the media that's doing it. That's starting with some of the um, quote unquote traditional religion folks. That's That's true. That's Mm. true. Just like with Santa Muerte, I mean, she's not an approved Catholic saint, so, you know, she's going to be condemned by the Catholic Church. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, you've you've got that part of it, too. So, absolutely, that's a big part of it. Uh, Denise, there's a pretty interesting question that's in the chat room. It's asking, um, how is Santa Muerte uh, different from the regular death figure? From the regular death figure, from what tradition? I mean, there's like you yeah. know, it just well, depends on what tradition you're talking about. How it's different? Exactly. Um, uh, I think you know. I think that there's that the skeleton, um, the Grim Reaper, the, the Santa Muerte versus the Grim Reaper. But I think you hit the nail on the head. It's the it's the what tradition? The difference is the different traditions. Right. So like if you have Baron Samadhi, you know. Um, you know, in voodoo, then, you know, he's very, and the get in general, they're very crass and, you know, um, fun-loving and, you know, they like to cut up and, and curse a lot. And you don't get that with Santa Muerte. But they're both spirits of death. Mm-hmm. You know, Do you, so. I, yeah, most people talk about Santa Muerte's severity. Um, but I've I've also personally experienced her gentleness too 
mm-hmm. when you're in crisis because you're right. building a relationship with her. So you're in crisis and you're grieving and you're no matter what you're grieving, whatever has died, whether it's a relationship right. or a person or whatever, there is a lot, there's a gentleness to her that um, brought such an immediate peace when I worked with her. Right. Um, so, so there's there's both sides to that, and then, and then, um, Baron Sande and the G'day, they will also if you go to them for for help because you've been wronged or or something, they 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 will stand up. They will stand up for you too, as you build that exactly. relationship. Exactly. So I I really love how much you have in here about building relationships, and even the the almanac. There's just a, you have. Um, uh, for each month, you talk about um, who's associated with the different months. And I have to tell you, every time I pick this book up and open it up, it opens up to Black Hawk. I'm like, okay, sir. <laughs> it might be a sign. <laughs> I will take the class, and I will. I have my Black Hawk pot here, and I, um, I work. He, he got in my face too. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and I was told to build a pot for him and I said, Well I really want your statue and they he told me to where to go. Go to the store right oh. here and the statue will be there and it and at first I said, No, I don't have anything and then the next guy came in and he goes, Hey, uh, it's right here <laughs> Wow. Right. So yeah. So when you build when you open the door to that they, they talk to you. They uh-huh. they're they're I love the allies, you know, to to look at them as allies. And so in, right. in the um Hoodoo Almanac every month you have um, who you can talk to who's who's month who's who's honored during that month and and you right. have such great history in here too right um, and i just I just want to give a shout out to my co authors as well, Carolina Dean and Eileen Pusternio. I mean both of them are just awesome writers and authors, and it was just a pleasure working with them to put this uh the almanac together, so I don't want to take all the credit for it. Make sure they get their <laughs> they get their Good. recognition as well. Well, you know, remind us of all the places that we can um, find your teachings and your magic. We've got planetvoodoo.com. dot com. Planet Voodoo, yes, I've got you know articles on there about a lot of different things um, related to voodoo and hoodoo and uh, you know the saints, things like that. Um, and we can find a lot all of of your all your books on Planet Voodoo. Yes. Okay. Yep. And then I have a lot of uh, a pretty big um, article base at Mystic Voodoo as well. Um, you just go to the site and click on the articles link, and it takes you to a bunch of them. Um, and then you know, for the formal learning, we've got the CrossroadsUniversity.com, where we're offering uh, five different classes are open right now for enrollment. Um, we've got the Spiritual Traditions of Marie Laveau, Foundations in New Orleans Voodoo 1, Foundations in Southern Root Work 1, Doll Baby Conjure, and Indian Spirit Hoodoo. Those are the five that are available right now. Um, there's 26 courses altogether for okay. the whole program. Um, and then um, Conjure Corner is the virtual campus, basically, for Crossroads University. That's where the courses, all the information is. Um, that's where the courses take place. That's the uh, center of it. 
I love it. Uh, and so, that, yeah. so if you're a student, you get to go to Contra Corner. Right, and we've got a huge area that is uh, a, is not a paid area. It's um, it, well, it is a paid area. It's not a paid through Crossroads uh, University, though. If you're a student from Crossroads University, you get access to a whole lot more information, much more specific information about, of course, the, the topic that, uh, that's being taught. Um, and we're very experiential in, 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 in how we teach. You know, we're, we're not the kind of uh, class that's for everybody. Um, we're for people who like to get out and get their hands dirty. And as we teach people how to, you know, how to be swampers. We teach people how to get out and dig up the roots, you know, um, we're, we're not just, you know, how do you make stuff and that kind of thing. I mean, that that's part of it, but um, we really teach people it. how to, you know, how to do these things, how to develop a relationship with the plants and the herbs and the, you know, um, the roots and um, all of those things that are, you know, the bones, or all of that stuff we, we, we talk about and, and teach. So we're very hands-on in terms of that. I love it. I love it. And you have just to give um I'm looking up your books right now just to give you give folks an idea of all the books that you have out besides the Hoodoo Almanac, the um Hoodoo and Conjure magazine. You have mm-hmm. on the Voodoo Hoodoo Spellbook. You also have um the Voodoo Dolls Spellbook, uh Voodoo Dolls mm-hmm. and Magic and Ritual, A Guide to the Seven African Powers, which that's on my um in my um list for Amazon, the Big Book uh-huh. of Mystical Chants, and I, well, you have more too. Let's see. Yeah, there's the Gypsy Wisdom Spell Book, and there's the Etu Divine Trickster and Master Magician Book. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, because I didn't see those yeah. listed. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, a lot of them you can find through, of course, Planet Voodoo or or through Amazon. So. Denise, right. thank you right. so much. Thank you oh, so, so much for, for being on the show. And um, I'm, uh, you know, next time we're just going to have to get in, get digging into some, some doing some hoodoo. We'll have to pick a subject and 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 rip it apart and talk about it. Right, right. <laughs> that sounds thank good. You. And and um, anytime you want to come back, anything you want to talk about, just give us a holler. We'll have you back. And and well, thank we'll you so much. To bring you back. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate having me on. Oh, it's great. And we will talk soon, my dear. Okay, thank you. Have a great one. You do. Bye. So go to um, Planet Voodoo. Um, This is where you're going to find all the good stuff about Denise. You know, one of the things that I found found interesting is uh, the whole thing about developing a relationship, which you and I uh, and Dorothy uh, did a show on that several months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in Kabbalah, we also um, encouraging encourage the development of uh, uh, the relationship with the Kabbalists that have passed on before us, you know, whether it be um, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai or who is the uh, the writer of the Zohar, or uh, the Baal Shem Tov, who was a, a, a famous Kabbalistic um, uh, uh, rabbi, um, or even going back further into you, you know, Moses and Abraham, the patriarchs, um, 
so we also have that relationship developing thing. And I really think anybody that wants to work with any magic, whether it be um, hoodoo, voodoo, um, Kabbalistic magic, um, uh, whatever it is, um, you know, developing the relationship with a figure that you feel comfort with um, is the best route to go. Right, right. We we feel um, akin mm-hmm. to all those energies. That's exactly how you do it. That's a, somebody who speaks to you, somebody whose energy. Um, and it's not out of desperation. When you always build relationships with the divine out of desperation, you become that annoying friend who only calls when they want something. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm driving. Um, was driving home these past two days. And I'm, you know, of course, as I'm driving, going, okay, Baba, okay. I'm like, well, make sure we keep all the cops away. <laughs> Open this road for me and everything. And then I started talking to him. And I said, started talking, thank you for everything. And that's how I start off all of my, when I sit down with, with my divine helpers, um, the divine beings that I work with, I start with thanking them. And sometimes it's like, I'm just here to thank you for everything. And I And thank you for for choosing to be in my life and, and choosing to be the divine influence in my life. A lot of times when I just sit down and do that, I just I feel it. I feel better. Yeah. Yeah, I know that when, when I get up in the morning, one of my particular rituals is that I read the particular um, section out of the Torah. The, each portion is also divided, you know, where they're divided. The Bible is divided into 52 portions for the 52 weeks of the year and then each portion is divided into seven segments which goes for the day of days of the week i know that when i open that up and i meditate on it uh you know and connect in that particular way because the word um a lot of people um you know when they think of the word torah they think of the word you know religion but actually the word torah is a code word for spirituality mm-hmm um, and spirituality is more of an inner issue than it is, um, you know, an outer uh, structured uh, structured issue. But I know when I connect to that, Jackie, my day goes much better. If I get up and I forget to do that or I'm jolted awake mm-hmm. and I have to do something and then, uh, you know, six hours later I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't do this. It's usually six hours later when I'm like, why the hell is this day just a monster? <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, when I when I did the fairy ritual this past weekend, it was about – Meeting your ally, meeting your the the fae, the elemental allies in your life, which are within. I mean, we're all connected, and it and it, it was a connecting with the animus mundi of the earth, the, the, yeah. the spirit of the earth, which which the elementals are all a part of. And it wasn't about asking them for anything; it was about inviting them to to be an ally and to be a part of your life. And um, and it was really uh, it it took a lot of people back and. We charged up. We did. We did uh, a charging up a crystal of of recognizing this, the uh, the what my friend Orion Fox would calls the dreamer. Um, uh, finding that and doing a chant and charging all that up and then doing a quick little connection to it and and it was this was about we're going to open a gate for you and now you have to go home and walk through it on your own. Mm-hmm. And it was everyone was like wow, just just wow. Because, you know, I just didn't want to go into a ritual with a bunch of strangers and and demand, you know, demand prosperity or demand something 
because that um, you can get it. That I, oh, yeah, absolutely. That that will absolutely magic always works. Magic always works, um, and it works for a minute. But if you don't change your behavior, change change um, what you recognize to have power in your life, you're gonna go right back to where you were. Mm-hmm. So. But we are coming to the end of our show, and I yeah. can't believe I made it through. <laughs> you did great. You did great. It was great. yawning like you know, crazy. Uh, it was two days of I didn't have to do, uh, you know, um, a radio resuscitation. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I, every time I'm really tired, I've had a hard day, and I do this show, and I get on the show, and I just, it's like getting on stage. And, the, you know, yeah. it's always a good day when you can, you know, follow your heart's desire. and. Um, I just I, I feel so honored that we have such a great people that we get to have on our show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, just a little bit of an announcement before we close. Jackie and I will not be doing a show next week. Jackie will be at INAS, and I'm not going to talk for an hour and a half by myself. So <laughs> boring when you have <laughs> yeah, to do you know, that. I would be like after the first ten minutes, I would be like. <laughs> You know, um, or you know, put on a, uh, an hour and a half of dance music. Whatever. Right. <laughs> um, the next next week. Yeah. So Jackie and I will be back on July the third, and then we have just four more shows of the season, and we'll Thanks. be done with season one of Keep It Magic. And we might have a special surprise show in August. Yeah, we August might have is a... Coventry's twentieth anniversary. Yeah. Expect a lot of promo on that starting um, next month. Yeah, a lot of promo on on that starting next month. And also, because of the fact that we have now had 100,000 listeners. Can you believe that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I I can't even freaking believe it. Um, uh, Jackie and I will be doing something uh, pretty interesting next month, um, which has a little bit to do with me. So it'll be fun. I'm super excited. Okay. With the, no show next week. So sorry. Exactly. Um, they just have to come back and see what the hell is going to happen in July because it's going to be a big month. So come on over to keepitmagic.com. Come on over, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. Just those Keep It Magic, those those famous words. Search us and you'll find us everywhere. Because that's what they need to do. They need to keep it magic. <laughs> Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.